0: Can you smell that? That is the smell of a dumpster fire. And if you're on social media this weekend, you know exactly what I was talking about. Before we get into that, I better run the intro here because, you know, I'm going to forget. It's forgetful in my old age here. What's up, disc golfers? Joe here with Joe's Disc Golf, and it is a jam-packed show here. Talking about big money skins, because what else is there to talk about? Oh, yeah, the potty, the player of the year, as well as some other fun awards that we're going to give out here at Joe's Disc Golf. That's right. We've got the Dumpster Fire Award, and there are some strong, strong candidates. But before we get too far into that, we got to thank our sponsor. We got to thank our sponsor here. Log sitting behind the wooden desk sponsored by Log. What rolls downstairs? A loner in pairs rolls over your neighbor's dog. What's great for a snack and it fits on your back? It's log, log, log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's better than bad, it's good. Everyone wants a log. You're gonna love it, log. Come on and get your log. Log from Blamo. Yes, there we go. Can't forget to thank our sponsors. Thank you out there, all of you who are watching, listening enjoying disc golf and just having a grand old time did you get out to play any disc golf if you did let me know in the comments below what'd you do how'd you shoot was it good was it bad i don't care about your score how did the round go for you did it go better than you thought did it go worse than you thought i've kind of had a little bit of both here recently i've had one round that i shot today that was all right um it's an easier course relatively speaking so The fact that i shot nine down i was still kind of upset i know you're like what you're mad with the nine down um average hole length here is like 250 feet there are multiple holes under 250 feet there's a couple very long difficult par threes that are pushing 400 with a lot of trees and hazard so i'm you know it's one of those things where Yes, it sounds great until you get out and play the course a couple times. Once you play the course a couple times, you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is yeah. I could I could see how you could be upset about a score like that. Now there are a couple other courses out there, Tillman Park being one of them, where I'd be like, heck yeah, I shot a nine down. What up? That was great. So what what did you guys shoot? How'd you shoot? Was it good? Was it bad? Let me know, like I said, comments below. And uh, you know, did, did you have a great round? Did you have a good time? That reminds me, and I've told the story a couple times, like we'd play two laps at Castaldo Park in Downers Grove, Illinois, or is it Lyle? I believe it's Downers Grove. We'd play two laps because it's a nine-hole course, and par was so soft and the holes were so short that we would be mad if we shot 13 down through two rounds.
1: So I don't always judge
0: how well you did or how well I did based on par, just because, like I said, par can be soft in some locations. Ah, speaking of something that was not soft, but rather very hard this weekend. Oh, and I'm working on an article here, just conducted an interview today, trying to get more information, trying to figure out where everybody's headspace was. And that was the Big Money Skins Match. And um, if you haven't heard, uh well, Calvin Heinberg might have won. Paul Uliberi could have won. A couple people could have won. But uh this is your chance to go ahead and skip ahead. Spoilers, I guess. I don't know. You can't really spoil live sports, but uh yeah, Calvin Heinberg won 50 grand. Good for him. Good job. Big C money. What up? Spending that doe. Just signed that contract with Innova. A long-term contract of like years i can't remember off the top of my head still got to get that up updating the pro tracker joesdiscgolf.com um you can find it pro tracker i think it might be slash pro tracker joesdiscgolf.com it's a tab you'll find it it's easy nothing is updated it still says nico's with clash and yeah i yeah he's he's not he's not he's not um he was there and i saw some people getting mad about like oh, how could he be there? How He's banned from disc golf, blah, 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 blah. That was basically the general consensus online of like, I oh, he can't, he's not allowed, we have to... He was banned from PDGA-sanctioned events, and guess what? Big Money Skins, Skins matches in general, are not sanctioned. So he could play. He could have played in the Pro Tour... Um theoretically he could have played in the pro tour championship because he was qualified however the pro tour did say that they will abide by whatever the pdga rules are and i'm, ass- I'm assuming that goes all the way out to whatever infractions any suspensions anything out there but it was not a sanctioned event so theoretically Nico LaCastro could have played but he didn't uh, for, by all accounts, um, it was the live stream was an absolute absolute crap show, and I think that might be underselling it. That might actually be giving crap shows a bad name, because, woof, woof. So let's let's go through the timeline of events. It wasn't up until recently that they put it behind the paywall, or they announced that it was going to be behind a paywall where you had to go to live disc and go to this website that was designed by a second grader. And I, you know, I hate to despair, but like it seriously, I don't know anything about web design. And if you go to Joe's disc golf, it looks pretty good. I mean, obviously could it be better if it was made by someone who knew what they were doing and how to write HTML and, Java and CSS and do all those fun fancy things? Probably, yeah. But I did that by myself for free, and it looks pretty darn good. Same with discolfhealthy.com. Health it looks pretty darn good for free. There's a lot of money involved with big money skins, and that was the best I could do. Like, yikes, guys. Um on top of that talking to the people I interviewed, which I will remain, will remain nameless until I get the article finished, hopefully early next week, maybe over this weekend. We'll see how that goes. They said that they went, they had to go to sign up to give them $15. They went through six different websites to get there. I did not pay $15. Full disclosure. I did not pay $15. Skins has never been the thing for me to watch. Like, It's cool. That's awesome. The money, it's a, it's a great concept. It's just not something that I've really been like, yes, I need to watch big money skins. It's like, I I don't watch the free stuff. So why am I going to pay $15 to watch over this past weekend when I wouldn't have been able to watch in general? So you had two options. You could have paid through YouTube and watched it through their channel or paid through the disc golf live disc golf.net Watch it through there. There was a play-in tournament. Everybody thought that, that or a, a significant amount of people, I'll say this, thought they were going to be able to watch Friday. Well, it wasn't being broadcast on Friday. That was not as clearly stated as it probably should have been. Um, I, I don't know. I, again, did not pay for it, did not really pay too much attention to it kind of had the mindset of like hey you know if it ends up being pretty decent if this ends up being like really good maybe sunday i don't know who knows but probably not um that all went down there were some issues with scoring because they used stableford scoring at one portion of this couple cards didn't use stableford they used regular skins so they counted that up and then It was a whole big mess. So there wasn't a lot of clear things out there. It sounds like talking to uh, my contact, the person I interviewed, and listening to other pros talk about this through social media, it sounds like there wasn't a unified, this is where you go to find out your information like tee times or what scoring system we're using for this round because it changed. And so that kind of screwed things up and a lot of pros weren't happy about that. Now, they're not gonna say too much because a lot of them got appearance fees, a couple thousand dollars. I mean, Calvin won 50 grand, so there's there's a lot of money being thrown around. And by all accounts that I've heard and seen, the people who were at Eagles Crossing had no idea all this live issue was going on. I mean, probably people were texting him and letting them know, but the way the event was run there was really well done but from what i understand but it wasn't as well run the live scoring the live broadcasting was terrible 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 it was just terrible Uh, i should try to stop doing all these uh impressions because they're really bad they're really really bad so that was friday stableford scoring getting back to the stableford scoring you get Like a point for par, you get like two points. I mean, you could point values change. You could get like two points for a birdie, you get like four points for an eagle, you can get like six points for an albatross. I'm sure ace is worth something more. Who knows? You get no points for bogey or worse. So, you are like the best thing you can do is go as aggressive as you can. So, that's kind of nice there. I kind of like that. I wouldn't mind. If some tournaments around, like just in general, did it, they wouldn't be sanctioned because the PDGA would not allow that. But I think it would be a cool alternate format that we could do to spice things up. It could be something cool to do as like some PDGA or uh, as the Disc Golf Pro Tour event of some kind. Maybe All Stars does that. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, so there's that. It was supposed to start, I believe, at 7:30 Eastern time. Got delayed till 8.30 Eastern time. At which point you saw 45 minutes of a static shot of the fountain and just looping music and looping music and looping music. And then all of a sudden, there was some very, very quiet audio. Like Big Germ and whoever the other guy announcing was, it was some local sports guy who apparently is really good in the St. Louis area, but knows diddly squat about disc golf and so it was not very good the parts that you could hear the audio was atrocious to say the least and if you don't believe me it's up there if you go to the just live disc golf.net it's still up on Vimeo show go to like the last I think the 50 minute mark at least 50 and you'll you'll be able to see trust me um and here because you couldn't hear anything then the parts that you could hear were coming out of either left or right channel you weren't getting stereo it wasn't coming through as mono where it just mirrors it basically through left and right for lack of a better way to put it it was just coming out of left channel and so i thought there's something wrong with my speakers so i went to my laptop and it was the same with my laptop and it was the same with my phone when it was free on youtube so it was something to do on their end on top of that, like I said, the commentator had no idea what he was talking about. Big Germ did the best he could. I mean, god bless him, to say the least. Like he he was a trooper through that when you could hear him. When it became apparent that the live stream was not going well and everything was in huge huge trouble, you had GK Pro make the announcement that it was going to go free on YouTube and people would get a refund. Eventually, they said that. Now, I tuned in after I found out it was free because I just had to listen to this because this was awful. Chat was absolutely amazing. You can find any of the live chat or any screenshots from that. Oh my gosh, you need to go do that because that is hilarious. That was worth the price of admission. And I'm, I'm being totally serious with that. But because they, they had to do it free, they gave the refunds, I watched it, I had to turn it off. It was, I was getting motion sick. They had cameras in front of the tee box somewhere off to the side, say like about two o'clock if you're looking, if straight ahead, looking off the tee box, if you're staring straight ahead at the basket that is noon, so at your two o'clock, that's about where the camera was. And they would try to whip and follow the disc, and it was awful. It was so bad. I I, I watched other parts from earlier of the stuff that was up there for free. You missed putts. You had no idea who was putting. You didn't recognize some of the people. And sometimes you're far enough away where you're like, is that Yuli? Is that calvin is that eagle i I can't tell there's there's an amorphous blob a human-sized blob out there because it was so pixelated it was so bad you, they were you were promised espn crystal clear quality level broadcast and we got
1: uh 2003
0: flip phone camera quality and i think that might be giving it kind of the benefit of the doubt there it was so bad so that's all saturday that's all sunday uh, in that time disc Golf. Law tweets out saying like hey you feel like you didn't get your money's worth contact us we're gonna do some work for free here now they didn't end up doing anything major i think it was more of a shot across the bow to like let gk know like hey dude like, guys, you got to you got to fix this. You got to put it out for free or something. You got to refund everybody, which they ended up doing, which is good on them. They were able to easily refund everybody from. Live They're still working through getting refunds to people on YouTube because that is a significantly harder thing to do. Just because the way it's YouTube, it's, it's just it's a, it's a more intense process. And you also have to figure out who signed up. They can't just refund everybody for a month. I'm sure they could, but that would be be rather difficult. And I feel bad because, yes, this was on the GK Pro YouTube channel. GK Pro was the one promoting this the most. But it sounds like this Mason Productions, mason.agency, if you want to find them online. They said they specialized in live sports. But they don't. They they do a lot of post-production stuff. They've worked on, they said, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Like they filmed some B-roll or something. I don't know. And good for them. Like good job. A plus. But that's not that's not live live sports at all. And it showed Um, there were posts in Facebook groups saying that, you know, showing that they were looking for people to come out to volunteer to help them. It sounded like they didn't have all the cameras that they promised. So they like rented them. They got these union camera guys who have no idea what's going on with disc golf. They could be phenomenal basketball or golf or baseball camera operators or just a general TV broadcast camera operator. They could be absolutely phenomenal at their job. But if you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know where to look. It's not going to be good. I don't care how good you are. It's not going to be good. I would do okay. Because I know disc golf, and I would have a good idea. I would know that if I see someone throwing a backhand shot, it's going to finish to the left, barring a tree hit or, you know, a, a, a you know, turnover backhand or a hyzer flip, whatever. I would be able to see the disc and go, okay, this is what it's going to probably do, barring a tree hit. These guys are just looking at it going, I don't know what the hell it's going to do. I, I don't have a clue. It's not like a baseball or a golf ball where it's going to fly straight. Till it hits something, going to fly straight. But that was awful. They said so. They said they laid miles and miles of cable for the cameras. That didn't look like it was coming through. It sounded like they had done tests on the mesh Wi-Fi network out there, which mesh Wi-Fi is awesome and awful all at the same time. It's great because there aren't dead spots if you set it up right, and I'm I'm confident that they did. But the problem is the more mesh spots that you have, the less quality, the less, um, if, they're, if they're hopping from each other, if they're not independent access points. When I hear mesh Wi-Fi, I think of something different than setting up access points. So mesh wifi, though you could set up your wireless router and then another one within that range, and it'll take that and copy it and send it over and send it over and send it over to all the different spots. But then it's gotta hop, the signal has to hop all those spots and you lose some quality it increases latency, so it takes longer to get there, and you could have other issues. They said they've laid cable, though, so I thought it was going to be better. It clearly wasn't. It sounded like, from what I've heard, it sounded like it worked out great on Friday when they were testing everything, but there was no one there, other than, you know, there weren't fans there really using the Wi-Fi. Then they come Saturday, and it just went to hell in a handbasket, I'd said that, like, I thought there was going to be three options of how this production would go. Greatest thing we've ever seen in disc golf. Worst thing we've ever seen in disc golf. Somewhere in between and disc golf network will go, huh, that worked out well. We should try to do something along those lines. Or, yeah, that didn't. No, we shouldn't do that. That didn't work out so well. Turns out option number two. Oh, it's awful. That was so bad. I have never been more thankful. Or Disc Golf Network and Disc Golf Network has probably this is probably the best advertisement they could ever get not I'm not talking about me I'm talking about the crap show that was big money skinned because that just goes to show like yes I have had my complaints and I've been a critic of Disc Golf Network and there are certain things that I am going to temper my criticisms because seeing how awful this is and seeing how far Disc Golf Network has come and how they take that feedback and get better and better and better month over month, year over year, I get it. I I understand a little bit better now. However, there are other things, commentator issues, linking, that need to be addressed that are separate from production quality. And when when I say production quality, I mean they don't generally have audio issues. Their video quality, while compressed as hell because of how they do it, still looks
1: better than what we got what we got from
0: this mason's production was a pixelated blob a pixelated mosaic at best it was awful where yes there are some drops there are some issues with disc golf network but it works better you would think with all the cable that they laid for this camera operation you'd get great uncompressed video sent to the truck, sent out over the internet to Vimeo that hosted the LiveDiscGolf.net and YouTube, which both of them do add compression, but it should have been a better quality than what we're used to seeing, where what Discgolf Golf Network uses are the cell phone packs on uh, the cameras, which compress it, send it over the tower, then it gets sent over the internet to wherever they mix it, I believe it's in Milwaukee, wherever their headquarters is, where they mix it, and then it gets sent out to YouTube and Vimeo, depending on the day, sometimes both, where it gets compressed again, and you get what you get. I I get it. See, this here, what you're watching now, has been compressed. It looks pretty darn good, but that's because my camera is a web camera that is stationary and recording straight to my computer, right here, where It doesn't have to do all this stuff and it doesn't have to be compressed like that. So I am very appreciative of what disc golf network has done. I will still voice my critiques of where I think they can improve because no broadcast is perfect. No one is perfect. Nothing is perfect. And if there's a spot where it's like, guys, you got it. Like we got, we got to fix this, whatever, whatever this is, we got to fix it. That's what we should do. You know? And that's what I'm going to say, you know, They probably know, but in the odd chance, you know, sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease and if they don't think something's a problem, but it's very apparent to us where it's like, man, this is like awful. We need to fix X, Y, and Z. I'm going to bring that up. I've tried to contact GK Pro. I've tried to contact Mason Productions. I've tried to contact Eagles Crossing, but have been unsuccessful. My, My emails have gone unanswered. They've gone ignored try again i'm trying to get i am not trying to i want to find out what happened i want to get to the bottom of this i want to let you guys know what happened because whatever happened something happened and we need to get to the bottom of this this needs to be used as a learning experience this needs to be used as a lesson to go hey this is what we need we need to dot all our i's we need to dot all of our lowercase j's and cross all of our t's just to make sure everything is right swing all right so that's kind of that i've talked for quite a while on the big money skins if i find anything else out i'll let you know if you hear of anything let me know dm me instagram twitter anything there you could also find me contact at joesdiscgolf.com you can shoot me an email there you can do whatever contact me however you want uh there we go that's about that.
1: Yummy, yummy water. Now on
0: to the player of the year, the Joe's Disc Golf Award. We're gonna start off on a high note. Now, there is a lot of debate here in the Joe's Disc Golf office. I've been arguing with myself all day on who could be the FPO player of the year. And it was a tough choice. You serious? When I really sat down and just looked at the numbers, it was it was Kristen Tatar. It was. It was that's all that's all it was that I I mean I, I Who knew? Who knew? Who knew it was going to be Kristen Tatar? I mean, seriously though, never finishing off the podium. She had a major under her belt. She unfortunately gave up the Players' Cup, Champions' Cup at the beginning of the year.
1: Uh, But overall, yes. So
0: from Player of the Year to one of the more... uh, I want to give out my second award. Well, let's go to the MPO side. This one, you could make an argument between a couple different people. And here are your nominees. Ricky Weisshocky, Paul Macbeth,
1: Simon Lazat. Yes, those are
0: your three right there. Now, Simon Lazat, I threw him out first. Love you, Simon. You're fantastic to watch, but you were all over the board. You were first or thirtieth. You were in it to win it, or you were just there having fun. You, you know, you got the participation trophy. So. Simon, sorry, you're out. So then it came down to Paul
1: Macbeth and Ricky Wysocki. Unfortunately, neither of them won USDGC. Good job, Gannon. A plus, high five. Good job. But um, when it came down to it, Ricky had more wins.
0: He was far more consistent than Paul Macbeth was. And yes, Paul has two major wins, but it, it wasn't enough. Ricky had more wins. And then taking the DGPT championship, it's got to be Ricky. Ricky is our winner. Yay! Trilogy has got to be really happy right now because they've got Ricky and Kristen Tatar winning the Joe's Disc Golf Player of the Year. And that is the most important award out there. Duh. Now, we're going to give the um, our next award is the most inconsistent player of the year. And I would have to say that award goes to Paige Pierce. Now, hear me out on this one. Where someone like Evelina, Anna,
1: Missy, Katrina Allen,
0: they all didn't perform as well as we'd hoped. they performed it about where they were like, you know, Katrina Allen never really fell off the face of the earth. Paige Pierce, like just some weeks she was on top of the world. The next week she was like bottom of the barrel. Sometimes it went from round to round. She gave that interview where she said that like, Oh, I just don't have that killer instinct anymore. Now that sounds like a cop out because, she wasn't doing well and that's something easy to say you're like oh well, I'm not just, I'm not I'm just here to have fun I'm not here to compete the hell is wrong with you you're a professional athlete if you're not in it to win it what are you doing any professional athlete not just disc golf not just football baseball basketball whatever if you are a professional athlete what the hell are you doing if you're not in it to win it now obviously in disc golf there are certain courses that would benefit Some players better than others. Chris Dickerson, fantastic in the woods. Still a great disc golfer out in the open, but he's not bombing it like, say, Drew Gibson or David Wiggins Jr. So there are certain times, but they're still not just going to give up. On the men's side, even though he was in contention for player of the year, inconsistent player of the year, I would say Simon Lazad. Now, he did skip the beginning of the season to let his injury kind of heal up. He is a new father. He had a couple wins, but he also had a few stinkers out there. So there is that. And the final award that we have here at Joe's Disc Golf. That is the Dumpster Fire of the Year Award. Now we have a couple contenders here. We have Elaine King, Champions Cup. We have
1: the nico LaCastro castro situation at the european open and we have we
0: have the big money skins match yeah i think you know where this is going see the first half hour of this episode so 25 minutes something like that whatever it is i think i'm at a half hour yes i'm at a half hour right now so the first like 25 minutes of this episode dumpster fire of the year award now we are done we're officially done with the 2022 season and we are welcoming in the 22 23 season right now starting when this episode drops today friday is the lake marshall open which there will be no final day live coverage it will all be post-produced on the disc golf network or disc golf pro tour whatever youtube page because the cell service out there is trash and they can't do it. They tried it and they're like, hey, we can't do it. So we're not even going to try, especially in light of, I'm sure this decision was made long before the uh, big money skins issue, but they're like, oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It is not, we're not going to do that. They also have changed up the point system a little bit. They've changed up point totals, really, for the. Upcoming year. Now there are eight silver events. They're not silver series anymore. They're silver events. There are they are worth 50 points for a W. They used to be worth 25 points, and basically it was like, yeah, you show up, you keep your top three, so you could get up to 75 points. Woo! Now you can get up to 150 points, which is the same amount of points that you can get for an elite plus or a major or the playoffs. Or yeah, that was it, those three. So it's not a bad idea to go out, play a handful of silver events, do that. Yeah, get it. I could see the front half of the season being kind of loaded there and people just like burning through it and just going at it. Now, you are going to have to keep eight of your elite series finishes with six, um, with yeah, eight, I believe there are 13 tour stops. So quite big chunk with two of those being Elite Plus worth 150 points. The rest of them still worth 100 points. Pretty sweet deal there. Majors, you get to keep two of the three. USDGC and USWDGC do not count. That is because they're too close to the end of the season. Just like this year, they didn't count. while well, it was throw pink, but they didn't count. So whatever, doesn't matter. You get to keep two of your top three. Which is good and bad, I guess. If you happen to win all three, that kind of sucks because you're out 150 points because they're worth 150 points. Playoff events as well, worth 150 points. But there's like playoff event and then a regular game and then a playoff event and then eh, it gets weird. But hey, whatever. I believe the most you can get, it gets weird because you can get, what, 600 points for that Another three, that's 900 points there. 150 from Silver Series. So that is, and you can't drop the majors and you can't drop the um, playoff events. So then you got another 300 for there. That's 1,250. And then you get another 300. That's what, 1,600, 1,550, something like that. If I did my mental math correctly, a lot of points out there if you win first place. Katrina, or not Katrina. Uh, Kristen tatar i just got too many names too many names on the brains so we got that going on lake marshall catch out the post produce they're still running with um i believe it's a gatekeeper and gk so hopefully things go well there keep an eye out hopefully the gk post produce big skins is out i haven't seen that yet honestly i haven't looked that hard for it but hey you know good luck for those guys out there I wish them all the best. I want to know what's going on. I really do. But um, I believe that does it. Talked quite a while here, but thank you all for watching. Uh, Remember, if you get a good tree kick to thank Tresus, and if you get kicked deeper into the woods, you need to repent and reflect because you have transgressed against Tresus. But thank you all for watching. As always, I've been Joe, you've been awesome, and I can't wait to see you all in the next episode.